Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life. And the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson. And today, we've got a really great episode. This is going to be one where I'm going to teach. I'm going to talk about some things that I think you need to know. I think there's some things that are out there that you need to understand. And I'm really going to talk about a little bit about, about mindset, but more about how it applies to the staff, the people that work at your property. And I think what you do as an owner to help cultivate great culture, you already have a culture within inside your management company, but what do you get to do as an owner to be Santa Claus, to be their biggest cheerleader? How do you get those people to have a belief in themselves and what they can do that motivates them and gives them desire and really helps run your property. So I'm going to go over today what I think I do a little bit, but really it's not going to be about me. It's going to be about the people that work on my properties and how grateful I am for these people. Because at the end of the day, they do most of the work. I set the things in motion. I'm kind of like the Steve Jobs. I play the orchestra, but I have some great band members. And they do amazing, amazing work. So before we do that, though, I want to give a quick shout out to Randall. Randall went on to the podcast on Apple and it left me a five-star review. So this is his review says, amazing podcast. Corey does a great job educating and inspiring both the LP and potential GP investors in the multifamily space. Anyone in this space or considering getting into the space should start at episode one and work your way through them all. And be sure to pick up his great books as well. Thanks, Randall. I really appreciate that shout out. So it really makes me happy when you do that. And by the way, if you are looking for a tribe, like a group, our mastermind, we have Investor Fuel Cashflow Group that I partnered with my buddy, Mike Hambright. And we just, George Abrie is now part of our team as well. I'm telling you, we are building the ultimate mastermind to put together deals, syndication, partnerships, really kind of knocking the lid off of it. And it is really, really neat. So if you'd like to learn more about that, text the word FUEL, F-U-E-L, to 480-500-1127. Text the word FUEL to 480-500-1127. It'll send you the link to have a conversation with us. And I'm telling you, our mastermind, the people that are getting into it, and let me just talk about who gets into it. If you're in the single family space and you're really ready to level up and you've been studying, you're ready to go in that multifamily space, but also those guys that have been in the multifamily space for a year or two, and you need a little bit of guidance, you need a little bit of structure, you know that you're already in, you know what a cap rate is, you know what's going on, but you need the team members around you to put together the syndication that's what this group is going to do for you. I've seen it done. I just had one of my good friends, Tina Palma. She just put up $40 million. We're doing the deal now with her. And she found the deal. And she's partnered with me and some of my friends. And we're going to do her deal. And there's, I think of my buddy, Sean Thompson. He's on his second multifamily project. 
everybody's doing deals and it's a great time to be in the space. And so I just highly recommend that you check us out. All right. So want to get that out there because it's really important to me. And I just think that if you're not doing that, man, I can only tell you the things that I've done and grown in a mastermind is by far the best things I've, I've ever done. And what I love about this one is we're not too, no one has ego. Okay. George Brier, no ego. Mike Hambright, no ego. Me, no ego. So I like that. I think it's just, just a bunch of people wanting to do the right things and do deals. Okay, so I just recently went on a four-day or maybe it was, a, it was actually a seven-day trip to go visit like four or five of my properties. And I'm always amazed. I really enjoy the time that I get to go to my properties and touch them, fill them, meet my staff and talk to them and have discussions. And then I'm just amazed by staff. And so here's what I love. I love playing <laughs> Santa Claus, right? In other words, you come to a property and you're the owner. They always have things that they want to do. And if you can help your staff do a couple things and spend some money on a couple things that they want, man, it really does go a long way. But First of all, what I want to talk about first is mindset, right? And and leadership. Leadership starts from the top and it goes all the way down. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about some of my pain, some of my dirt, just to know that it's not all perfect in the multifamily world, especially when you had some student housing properties you got, that really got affected by COVID. So we're going to talk about that too. But leadership is what can make or break your business as it relates to your management company. Now, for me, I don't have a third-party management company. Or, I mean, I don't have my own management company. I use a third-party management company. And that comes with all its goods, bads, and uglies. And, and quite frankly, I feel way more comfortable having a third-party management company than I would ever do it on my own. So doing it on my own, I don't think is any way that beyond the work that I'm really wanting to do. And I will encourage most of you guys to don't try to do management company. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. But you do still have to set the tone. And so, first of all, I'm going to talk about kind of our org structure with my management company, how that works, and then get down to the property level of your teammates and the people that are working for you. And how you got to, I think, as an owner, communicate with them a little bit and how you can inspire them. And I think your biggest job is to be their cheerleader. And I think you get a lot more out of honey than you do out of piss and vinegar, right? So our structure is at each property that we have, we have a regional manager. Regional is usually in charge of three or four of my properties, seems like. I'm sure they have probably six or seven in their whole portfolio. So they're not all dedicated to me, but we have our student deals and our, then our multifamily deals. Those are separated differently. And then on top of that, you have your, what's called your senior vice president. Those are usually over your regionals. And I have one of those, right? So I have one and her name's Joanna and Joanna is really awesome. She really gets it and she leads, she leads her team and she has high expectations from her team. And I feel like that, Hey, that's first of all, that is what it is. It has to be that. And then you go from your regional, you just go to your property manager, right? Your general manager, GM, GM of the property, the business manager. Those are really running at your property when you have a staff of two, a staff of three, staff of five, whatever it is. 
that leadership there is super, super important. That role right there, that property manager, that general manager of your property, man, I cannot stress how important that little thing or that person will make or break your company. Even though the regional and senior vice president have a lot of influence, not as much as the person sitting in that management chair, the GM chair of your asset. And so when I look at that, I know that that's where the rubber meets the road. That is where the real work's getting done. And there's a tremendous amount of work that we're asking these people to do. They have to do all the reports. They have to enter all the bills. They're responsible for the maintenance and for the personnel that works. They're responsible for lease up. Like we're in student housing right now. We track leasing daily. And where are we at on our pre-lease? Because we have one shot to hit our goal by the end of August. We have to be filled up. And so it's really demanding if you really think about it. And I don't think there comes a lot of attaboys or girls. I think in the business, it is go, 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 go sometimes. It's never enough. Do more. Do this. Do that. Do more. On top of that, do more. Do it better. Do it faster. And I believe, at least from the ownership side, I think that is what's getting getting communicated to your regional. And I think that slips down into the property general manager side. And I really don't think that it's right. Right, I think that you have to set a different tone. I learned this from my high school football coach, and it was a great phrase. It was pleased, but not satisfied. Man, I mean, think about that. I'm pleased, but I'm not satisfied. Always leaving the door open for a little bit of improvement and giving an attaboy, an attaboy. Hey, doing that great. That looks good. I'm really proud of you for this, and I love the way you did this. Man, I'm really pleased, but I'm not satisfied right? And I think that was his mantra that my coach took, and I believed it. In other words, there's always room for a little bit of self-improvement. And there'll be times where he's like, man, you guys played good game. But there's always a couple mistakes. You had a couple penalties or whatever, flags. And you're like, we need to clean that up. We got to clean that up. And so it really is, I don't use, mean to use a football analogy, but I think it's a great way to describe What goes on in the management chair? It's a battle. It's like the Super Bowl every day. (laughs) It's in the inches, right? It's in the inches and getting a little bit better. And so I want to take some minute and I want to praise some of my staff and some of the people that work because I have a girl, her name's Carol. Carol is my manager at University Village in Georgia. Columbus, Georgia, and she runs a student housing property there. And I remember when we had a talk and we were trying to, like, we wanted to raise the rents. And I remember talking with her and she was, man, she was really apprehensive. Boy, Corey, I don't think I can get to this number. And we had to sit down, we had to break down. And then this is where I think I get to do my best work. This is my gift. If I have a gift, this is one of my gifts. And I looked, I remember just looking, I think I was just talking to Carol on the phone. This was not even, I was not even there face to face, but I was talking to her on the phone and we were talking through it. And I was just like, Carol, I believe in you. I mean, and I need you to believe in yourself. I need to believe that if you say these words and you mean that, you will get it. 
you'll get this number. You'll get that rent. She's a little apprehensive at first, right? But I followed it up. I wrote her a handwritten letter. And I said, I can't remember exactly what I said in the letter, but it said something like, Carol, I believe in you so much. I know you can do this. And you have all the tools. And I watch how you work and how you are with people. I think you're great. And you may not believe you can, but I need you to borrow my belief in you and use that. (laughs) Something like that. I don't know exactly what he said, but it was something to that. And I think that affected her. And I said, now, Carol, and this is when we're talking to her on the phone, I said, Carol, I believe in you. I know you can do it. I know this feels like it's more than whatever, but I know you can do it. And when you do it, here's what I need you to do. I need you to stop, drop, and call me. And let's celebrate. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. If you want to learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. And that's what she did, man. So I was like two weeks later, all of a sudden, get a call and it's Carol. And she's like, guess what? (laughs) And it was so much fun to do the happy dance with her. And it was a really good testament to belief. And I said, Carol, see, now you did it, Carol. Now you can do it again. And then she did it again. And then she did it again. And each time, Carol was getting a little bit more confident, right? Sometimes we go, and this is kind of how we do it in real estate too. Think about it. We go out. We're not so certain we can get the deal, but then we get it. You know, the thing with this thing with Carol, that first lease was really uncomfortable, but she did it. The second one, a little less uncomfortable, but still not quite there yet. But just doing it, going on sheer power, momentum, mindset, right? And then somewhere along the way, it became, this is the new standard. You set, and all we did, now this is the battle of the mind, guys, right? This is what we really struggle with. It's the battle of the mind. And your staff and your people are in this battle each and every day. And so how important is it for you as the owner to praise them, to let them know you care, to let them know you're there, right? To be a different voice other than management, because management is following your goals. It's way more corporate. Trust me. Management is way more corporate, but your job is not to be corporate. Your job is to be Santa Claus, Jesus, right? Like go in there and be Jesus. Forgive everybody for all their sins, for all the things they're not doing right, but praise them for what they're doing right. Give them hope. Give them the tools. Take them out to dinner. Listen to them. I mean, I swear to God, sometimes they just want to be listened to. And then they will move mountains for you. And I know that's the case. So I know, I feel like I'm, when I go into these little real deals, I slow down, I talk slower. So I'm normally really excited. (laughs) But this is important because I think it's the people in your organization that will move your needle. And so how are you going to approach them and talk to them and teach them at the property level where they do the work? So another thing, never be afraid to roll up your sleeves and get dirty with the staff. I was at my property the other day and two maintenance guys, right? So I show up and I mean the property, this is, I show up to Weatherford, Oklahoma, 
at the lodge is the name of the property and it's doing well. It suffered from COVID. It went from like 85 or 87. We first bought it and then COVID happened. And so the next year, 45% occupancy. Ugh. You want to talk about making you want to vomit. Then this next year, we went to 75. And now this year, we plan and we're going to hit 90%. I mean, we're on track for that. But I'm looking at all the staff we're doing. So I get to the property and I mean, the property looks really good. Really good. The grounds are good, except this fence. We have this fence that's around the property and it's a wood picket fence kind of thing. And because it's in Oklahoma, so we have wind and there's just some spots where it's missing three or four planks and a plank here and five planks there. And I mean, it's an eyesore. Everything else looks really tidy and good. We just restriped the parking lot, new signs, redid the office. It's got nice flooring. We've got art. We've got, I mean, it really, the team has done an amazing job. But as I'm pulling in, I'm like, and this is, I'm pulling in to go to the leasing to lease, right? I'm a new customer and I'm seeing what I see and it's bothering me. Everything else is great. And I did a lot of videos on that property and that was great. But sometimes you got to just get dirty. And so here's what I was like, man, listen, I spent most of the day, afternoon, about three o'clock, I was ready. I was like, hey, listen, because I was going to stay an extra night and I wanted to go look at the property at night anyways. And so I said, man, I went to Crystal Mackey as my regional for that property. And by the way, I want to tell, like, so talk about leadership, right? So Crystal, we were in the middle of a manager. We didn't have a solid GM. Actually, our GM We'd been looking for the right GM. The last GM didn't work out for us. So Crystal now is like manning this property. And really, the whole asset living team keeps sending people over while we're trying to find that right general manager. She's she's been really vested in this property. And they know I'm coming to do the site. They really are trying to work and make this property great. So I get there. And then I was like, hey, Crystal, I've got to go do these boards. (laughs) And she looks at me and she's like, no, don't do it. Like, oh my God, like, I feel so bad. Like you pointed out, I see it. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't do that. Right. And like Weatherford's in the middle of nowhere, by the way. And so there's not like a Home Depot, but there's actually an Ace, an Ace hardware, but it's not like the typical Ace hardware that you think. This is like a Lowe's Ace, right? It has everything. And I actually, somehow I got a rental car. They gave me the Dodge Charger, but it's the one with the Hemi. It is the bad boy Dodge Charger. I mean, oh my God, it's nice. But I'm like, these picket fences are missing the slats are really bothering me. So I was like, man, Crystal, I'm done for the day here. I'm good. I'm going to go and went and talked to the maintenance guy. Hey, you got to see about how I was going to put these slats up. First of all, I was thinking about maybe I need to go get a compressor, air compressor, right? I realized then you have to have power to run the air compressor and all that stuff. Because, you know, I'm not going to buy a gas air compressor. That's too expensive. Finally, I was like, I just need some screws and some boards. That's it. Cordless this drill, which they already had at the property. So I'm like, great. I'm like, guy. I went to the main guy. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to need to borrow your cordless drill for a couple hours, and I need an extra battery pack. He's like, oh, okay. And they don't really understand what's going on, but they're like, okay. And so then I could just go to Ace Hardware, and I end up getting like 60 planks. I put them in the back of the trunk, and it's kind of weird because I have to put the seats down on this Dodge Charger, and I got the planks hanging out, and then I tie down the door. So I got this badass Hemi and I got wooden planks out the back tailgate. I'm looking like the clampets for sure, but it sounds good. 
So I get to the property and I just go to work. And I got my headphones on and I'm just doing the work and I'm going down all the fence line. I'm securing the fences that are the pieces that are kind of wobbly and wiggly and just taking my time and enjoying the process. And about five o'clock, 5.30, I think everybody's kind of gone now. It's just me at the property, or at least I think. Finally, my two maintenance guys show up and they're just kind of looking at my work and they're seeing me working there. And so I come down, we have a good about 15, 20 minute conversation. Now I don't ask them to help me. I'm actually happy doing this work all by myself, right? But here's the thing. Everybody watched me do the work. They knew I was doing the work. And I was okay doing the work on my own. I didn't say, hey, guys, come and help me. Now, I did leave about half the fence line for them to do. I did half on my own. I did, like, work for three hours. And I did half. And that was enough. And I worked almost until it got dark. But the guys there had my respect at that point. And I just said at the end, I said, guys, hey, listen, I'm going to work to this point here. I'll let you guys finish it up. And it was good. But it was a great discussion that we had. And then I got to give them a lot of praise for all the other things that they had done that I'd seen. Again, make their day, but don't be afraid to jump in and get dirty. I know that went a long way with those guys because did most owners ever do that? No. But are you too good for yourself to get a little dirty? I mean, come on. And so just lead by example. That's what I said. I got to be real with my staff. I want them to see that I'm not just a suit. I'm not just the owner. I care. I care about my property. So they should care. That's the story is that we care about our properties. I care about my properties. I don't want it to look like this. But message received, and that team is killing it, right? They really are doing a good job leasing up. So during the rest of the week, I go to another property called Eagles Village. And now Eagles Village is my Achilles heel right now. I bought this property almost five years ago, four years ago. We're on our fifth year. And it's in Evansville, Indiana. And for the first three years, 100%, three years in a row, boom, COVID happens. The school really shuts down hard i mean hard and it goes to 45 percent occupancy and then the following year we actually did worse 42 now part of that was because we probably had the wrong management company and we made a management change in that and i don't think they were the right ones and so i really searched long and hard to find asset living this year we're going to hit 90 92 which is great are you ready for retirement the majority of americans are not Failing Social Security and dated financial planning practices put strains on many retirees' finances. 46% of Americans admit they are not taking steps to prepare for the likelihood they outlive their retirement savings. Luckily, it's not too late. Diversify your portfolio. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. To learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. But we weren't on track about six weeks ago, right? Six weeks ago, we were behind and I was to the point where I was like, man, and I had this call with my staff, with my regional, Crystal, Crystal Mackey. And I remember saying, Crystal, listen, I need you to hear me. This is a property that I cannot fail on. I've got to win. I got to succeed. And I'm willing and I'm planning on spending the whole month of April at the property. And I need you to get me a place ready because I'm coming. I cannot just hope and pray. I'm going to have to will this one to work. And if I have to do the work, that's fine. I don't care. But I got to get it happening. 
Well, so sometimes I always say you want to be Santa Claus Jesus, but sometimes you got to show the cane, really, the whip. And really, it was just about, I just want to show them how much I cared and how much I had to win at this property. And that failure was not the option that we could accept. And so communicated that, I think, very clearly. And then Crystal did a really good job of disseminating that to the property managers. And actually, when I got on site, Sandra was like, man, I don't think that this is going to She was like, I need the job, right? Like, I don't want to lose, right? She made up her mind that she was not going to accept that, right? And so what happened was Sandra all of a sudden changed her belief. And I don't know what she did or what how it actually happened, but something changed about five weeks ago. And from the moment that changed, and maybe it was me putting a big fire underneath everybody's feet there for a minute. Oh, Corey's coming. Oh, we don't want that. We don't want to be that. And all of a sudden, 20 leases a week almost. Almost 20 leases a week for a student. That's huge. And it's been consistent now almost every dang week. So, Sandra, if you're listening, I want to say thank you so much. Because, man, oof, that makes it moves mountains, right? And it really does. And it's her belief. So I get there on property. Again, this is another one. She's like, hey, Corey. And so trying to understand what they need and what they have and what they need. And I always like to ask that question. Like, what do you need at the property? Well, what can I help with right now? And so they have these little Mac Chromebooks. They're like these little small computers, but that's not exactly what I was looking for. We were wanting like a little, kind of like an iPad or something where when you're ready to take your tenants or the prospective tenants, of their parents and they're ready to application app up. We have a closing table where you should have these little in these little MacBook Pros or whatever they were, Chromebooks, just were they sucked. They were not working right the way we wanted to work. So I went and bought some of those. I, one of the girls was like, hey, I really need I don't have a computer. And I'm like, you don't have a computer? You need, you know, like you need a terminal? Yeah. So I went and got her laptop, right? And so again, it's just these were little things. I spent less than three grand at the property you know, all this technical stuff that they really needed to be. And I could see like, they're like, boom. Yeah. We actually asked for a TV. They wanted a TV at the closing table that they could sync the iPad to the TV so they can sell the property. I'm like, that's perfect. I love it. Let me go. I'll make it happen. I'll have, I'll make it happen right now. And that's what I did. But more importantly, what I wanted to show is that belief change. And when your people believe that they can do something, they do it. It's just like anything else. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you want or wish you can own an apartment complex, it will never happen, my friend. It will not happen until you believe that you can. You have to believe it because you know how I finish every podcast that I've ever done is if you believe it, you can achieve it. And it works exactly with the people that work at your property. And it's so direly important that you give them the strength and the courage and that passion and you invigorate them to go out and do good work and give praise, right? Another thing that I do, I told you guys, I love handwritten letters. I write them all the time. When I see people doing good things, especially staff, write them a handwritten letter. So when I walked into Crystal's office or uh, Sandra's office, what do you think I saw? up on the wall, the letter that I'd wrote the team and really wrote her. Great job. 
so proud. I believe in you. I'm telling you, it's the little things that you can do. You don't have to do a lot, but you just got to show them that you care. Give them a way to prove themselves. Give them that ability. And listen. One of the things that she said, she goes, Corey, I think we need to paint. Like when I'm selling these things, because I'm asking, like, what do you need to do to sell? She's like, Corey, we need to paint some of these units. They look pink and pink doesn't work. And so she was like, this is what I want to do. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So that's what we just said. Okay, that's great. Let's do that. And we come up with a paint color and I could see the things in her eyes. I mean, she was ready. She's like, boom, that's what I needed. It was just a little piece that she needed to get to that next level to help her have the confidence to go forward. And man, I'm telling you that sometimes that's all it needs. You just need that little piece. And then what happens is your staff goes out and then they drive this thing, they drive this bus. And then you look back and you're like, wow, look what we did. And so I just want to encourage you guys to, I mean, you have to, have to, have to praise, praise, praise. It is not about you. I know this. It is not about me. It is about my people and my staff and the people that work at the property, they have to know that I care. They have to know. And for them listening, you know that I'm going to send them this podcast. Everybody that I just mentioned, I'm sending them podcasts, right? I want them to know that I truly believe in them and that they move the needle. Not me, they. They do it. They do all the work, all the hard work. The maintenance guys, my gosh, the maintenance guys. Blessed is the maintenance guy who relentlessly fixes things day after day after day after day. Most of us can't even do our own damn honey-doo-doo list at our own homes. Our maintenance guys do it every day. And they do it with a smile. Last thing is power of maintenance uniforms, too. I believe in uniforms, right? I believe maintenance guys. Now, there's a couple of properties that they're not in uniform yet. It's coming. I believe maintenance guys should look like maintenance guys. Have their badge, right? Have good-looking maintenance uniforms. Um, it's something that I believe I should invest in because I want to look professional with my maintenance crew and make them feel good as well. When your maintenance guys look good, they feel good, and they do good work. That's my opinion, right? But, man, if you get take anything from this the episode, just know, love your people. Really do. I mean, care about them. Let them know you care. Do acts of kindness. Be Santa Claus every once in a while. Don't always be quick to give them, I guess, criticism. Listen more. Talk less. Your people are inherently really smart. They have ideas. The ones that really care already know what they need. And you've got to be able to listen a little bit and give them a little bit of the ability to go do it. Right? I see so many times people want robots at their property and can't have robots. You got to have leader, leader mentality. You have to have people that can think and that can figure out and that can prognosis. And a lot of times they have the keys. They have the answers. But you've got to be able to listen and then give praise and then course correct as you need to. You can make little course corrections. But that, my friends, is how I believe you win at the property level. Guys, real estate is a great tool. It's a great game. It can give you time, it can give you money, it can give you all the things that you really want. But it starts with belief. You have to believe, guys. If you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible. Mm-hmm.